0: Good morning. good morning, happy New Year! I hope and pray every one of you had a good holiday season, as good as it possibly could be. Uh, last night, of course, as most of you know, was what's known as Twelfth Night, the final night of the Christmas se- Christmas season, the closing moments of another Christmas tide. Audrey, Eva and I tried our best yesterday to figure out a special celebration that we could start in our family to ensure that we always honor the full 12 days of Christmas to the very last moment. We tried very hard, but I have to be honest with you, we decided to opt for practicality over creativity, and we just took everything down and boxed it all up, put it away. (laughs) Before the dear old wise men ever had a chance to arrive at our fireplace mantle nativity set, we'd already taken down the tree, we'd put away all the decorations, and we said, you know what, we'll just see you next year for the holiday season. Yes, I know most of you, I didn't ask this to the kids, but I know most of you probably did this well over a week ago, but we clergy really do try our best to practice what it is we preach. We're always the first, as you know, to bemoan the uh, loss of the Advent season at the beginning of December, and we're always those who are pushing you hard to celebrate the full 12 days of the Christmas season. But this year at least for my family, after a full week of being away on the Christmas holiday, traveling 10 and a half hours up to Kentucky and then traveling 10 and a half hours back to Florida, all the while visiting different sets of family and sleeping in three different sets of beds. We were just ready to wrap it all up yesterday. When we finally got home this past Wednesday night, all we wanted to do was start moving in to the track of the new year and return to some kind of normality. And so that's what we did. Thankful that the three magi would be right here at All Saints, waiting for us to celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany with them this morning and this evening when we finally take all of the greenery we had left over from Christmas and set it on fire here at the church, But really, as much as I have been ready to wrap up the Christmas season this year, I've also been very excited that we are landing again on a Sunday morning feast of the Epiphany. For the last five years, unless you came out to the Epiphany party here at the church tonight, these wise men have been simply sitting in the back of the church watching all the Christmas season from a distance. It is a real blessing to finally see this nativity scene fully set with everyone present who we think about each year with the celebration of the Christmas story from the readings of the gospel. And I tell you, on Wednesday, as I myself was making my own long journey back home to Florida, I couldn't help but think about how connected I must be. To through my own 22-hour week-long travel to those magi we honor and give thanks to in this morning's reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Because what exactly were these strange men doing over these last 12 days of Christmas? They've been on the same kind of long journey, albeit on camels rather than a nice comfortable Mazda CX-9. The magi of this morning's gospel have been traveling hundreds and hundreds of miles from the east, we are told, most likely from the land of Persia in modern-day Iran, or who knows, perhaps even farther out to the east still in the ancient lands that are now Afghanistan or Pakistan or maybe even from ancient India. They have been traveling, we are told, following a star that they beheld at its rising and foretold by that star something incredible. Now, we clergy are generally the ones looked at today as the most spiritual types of people in our community and in our culture. We're the ones who pray and study the Holy Scripture and try our best to understand the divine and share that spiritual knowledge with those around us who we come in contact with. But when you compare modern priests and ministers and clergy to these mysterious magi from the east we encounter today from 2,000 years ago. We most likely fall well below the bar by these wise men for their dealing with God and with the spiritual realm. For magi comes from the Greek word magoi, which is the plural of the Greek word magos, or in the English, magus. The English word we now know as being the foundation of the word magic comes from these ancient Greek words and gives us an understanding of the wise men in the Bible as being something very different from what we often think of when we sing We Three Kings. It tells us that perhaps these magi, these maguses, were wizards and astrologers and mystics and soothsayers of some esoteric mystery of antiquity. Their lives in that eastern land was wholly and completely dedicated to seeking out the divine and trying to understand the secret oracles of the psychical realm of the ancient world. The Bible tells us that when they arrive in the palace of King Herod, they are there to ask him where they might go to find what they must think is the most tremendous astrological event ever to happen a great star that has risen foretelling them in all of the hard, strange work that they've been involved in that there has been an arrival of a great divine king leading them out of their own country across the Persian desert to seek out and find this messianic child and king and to bow down and pay him homage. Brothers and sisters, I invite you to step away from what you know about the three kings and try to think again about just how odd this story is. Think about how strange it must have been for these men from some great distance to arrive in the land of Judah and of Israel. I mean, we know that Jesus is born as the Messiah of the Jewish people. We know that from what we've studied, what we've read in the Bible. We know that His coming has been revealed by the prophets and that it had been looked for by the Jewish people for generations. We know that the fear that emerges out of King Herod in that moment when these Magi appear and ask him, what is the child, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews, reveals that King Herod and all of Jerusalem easily caught on to what they were asking. In fact, Herod goes straight out and calls in the chief priests and the scribes. He calls them together and has them recite the very words that come to the Jewish people from the prophet Micah in Hebrew scripture. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. The Jews understood. They know where to send the Magi, for this is their Messiah, their king, which prophecy has foretold we know all that. The oddity of this morning story really is that these are not Jews. They are magi. They are from a foreign country. They are priests of some foreign ancient religion. A Jewish king should have been absolutely no concern of theirs. And yet here they are. They've come hundreds, maybe thousands of miles to follow this strange star and to find this king and to worship him. It is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if you can believe it. It is the God of Sarah, Rebecca, Deborah, and the God of Moses and of King David and of Ezekiel that has reached out to these occult astrologers and has led them across to Jerusalem and down to Bethlehem to join in with the lowly shepherds from the field in being the very first to see this new thing that God is doing in this child, Jesus. And I have to tell you, this story of the epiphany, of the manifestation of Christ's birth, is so important for the entire understanding of what's come at Christmas time, of Christ's incarnation, of the word that took flesh and dwelt among us, because it reveals God's goal to not only save Israel, God's beloved and chosen people but to also set into motion a way to finally reach out and begin saving and restoring all of God's creation. Every country and nation that is seeking God, every people made in the image of God, no matter where they are, All who are fumbling out there beyond the country of Israel in the darkness, trying to seek and find a God any way that they possibly can, failing time and time again, falling into the traps of the lesser God that the worlds create, but never giving up in searching for that which will be the true light that can and will finally vanquish this deadly darkness. That is the goal of the Magi. And here they are in a strange land, standing before an infant child. These are the wise men of the east. These are three kings of a foreign land. And you know what, brothers and sisters? It's not only their story. It is still to this day our story. I was thinking about this as I was traveling down that long road myself back home to Jacksonville on Wednesday, watching the billboards pass by through Nashville and through Chattanooga and through Atlanta, one after another, wondering as I drove, what must it have been like for those magi traveling on that long road through the desert on the back of their camels? While all of this was running through my head, I decided to take a few moments while my wife and daughter were asleep and put on one of my favorite albums, Joni Mitchell's 1971 masterpiece, Blue. And as I hit the play button and started listening, thinking about all of these stories of travel and magi and wise men and what it all meant, I heard Joni Mitchell sing out, I am on a lonely road and I am traveling, 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 looking for the key to set me free. When I heard those words, I thought, that's, that's what it's all about. I realized that that is what God's manifestation is trying to be for everyone in the world. That was the same lonely road of the Magi. That was the same traveling road of the Hebrew prophets. That was the hard road of those apostles who decided to leave everything behind and follow after Jesus. That is the road that Saint Paul stepped on when he fell off his horse on the road to Damascus. And brothers and sisters, you and I are traveling on that same road, searching for that one key that will finally set us free bring us joy and fulfillment and understanding. That's what all of us are seeking after. Brothers and sisters, we all get on that road and decide to take a whole lot of different exits that lead to dead ends each and every time. We think it must be all about human love and about relationship, and just like all humanity, that can eventually fail and let us down. We think it is financial success or finding the perfect career And then we find that there is never enough of that to set us free. Some of us wander around in every direction, falling for whatever it is in that moment that gives us that one good feeling. And each and every time, the flame fizzles out and leaves us cold and alone again. My question for you this morning on this holy feast of the epiphany is, will you get off those exits? And will you get back on that long road that was first tread by the Magi? Will you look for that one star that always at its rising is never fading away, but continues to shine its light in the dark world and bring you back into the presence of God? You may not feel like you're wise this morning. You may not fulfill the requirements to be a king or a queen, but that's okay. Because you're already on that road. And I don't know what star it is that might have brought you to this place this morning. Maybe it was a light in your life long ago that first invited you into this place. Maybe it was just a star that suddenly appeared and caught your attention while you're driving down Hendricks Avenue one day. Whatever that star was, it's brought you here. And it's set you before Jesus. It has given you That opportunity to try a different route, to lay down whatever it is that you have, whatever you think is important, whatever you think is meaningful, whatever burdens you carry, and try to give yourself over to God. Bow down and pay homage to Jesus. And then to stand up and get the feeling that you feel when you walk out that road and you realize, you know what? I'm gonna take a different road home. And that different road home changes your life and leads you closer and closer and closer to the freedom that we all desperately need and want. It's the new year. Will you walk with us together on that road? Listen to the prophet Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. For nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. Thanks be to God.